Hello, my name is Sam Clements and welcome to The Love of Cinema, a Picturehouse podcast proudly supported by Kia, powering independent cinema. On today's mini-episode, we were lucky enough to speak to director, producer, and many, many other filmmaking jobs, actually. You should check out uh, his uh, IMDb page. He's done a lot of work. I am talking to Davis Guggenheim, the man behind the brand new film, Still, a Michael J. Fox movie, uh, which is in cinemas right now, playing at Picturehouse Cinemas, and will eventually be on Apple TV+. Plus. Also, Davis Guggenheim is a wonderful filmmaker, uh, also producer and, and very active in, in sort of various fields, but you may have seen some of his previous films, such as An Inconvenient Truth, uh, that very famous documentary. His new subject is uh, actor Michael J. Fox, who, you know, for the last couple of decades has been living with Parkinson's and this film is is really all about Michael J Fox's story both early on in his career when he was starting out acting and what happened post his Parkinson's diagnosis and contains lots of you know really wonderful material including many interviews with Michael J Fox talking really candidly about his condition about his life about his family his career and 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 how he's been reflecting on it and it's a, it's wonderful. I, I really, really enjoyed this film. I think you'll, you'll get that from the interview with Davis, who is such a nice interviewee. Anyway, that's enough waffle from me. The film is in cinemas right now, if you're listening to this, as the podcast has dropped. If you're listening to this down the line, however, in many weeks, months, years' time, then uh, please do check out Still on Apple TV+. Plus. It's a big recommendation from me. Without further ado, here's my chat with Davis Guggenheim, director of Still, a Michael J. Fox movie. The popularity of Michael J. Fox is a phenomenon. Here is Michael J. Fox. What is the secret of your success? And the winner is Michael J. Fox. I don't believe this. This is great. I feel four feet tall. I get it. I was big. I was bigger than bubblegum. I woke up and I noticed my pinky. Auto-animated. Parkinson's disease. Hello and welcome to the Picture House podcast, Davis Guggenheim. I'm surprised, Davis, this is your first time on the podcast. You're a, a prolific filmmaker, and we've played many of your films, both as a producer and director over the years, uh, Malala and uh, Inconvenient Truth and, and such. <laughs> Yeah, well, um, uh, I'm, it's a pleasure to be on it uh, after all these years. We really take documentary seriously at Picture House, and I do often think people, you know, don't appreciate, don't get the chance to see a documentary on a big screen. So with still a Michael J. Fox movie, we're just really excited to be able to play this uh, in our theaters across the country. Yeah, I mean, when we when I pitched this to Apple TV+, Plus, I, I, I didn't pitch them a documentary, I pitched them a wild ride that feels like an 80s movie. And uh, um, I, I hope that's what people take away. Absolutely, I think so. It's, um, yeah, it's, uh, it, I mean, there, there's so much going on. When um, the film ended for me, I sort of looked at my watch and I was like, was that only an hour and a half? Because the film takes the audience on such a, a, a you know, this epic, very personal journey. And um, it's such a compelling film. I was, I was really blown away. Yeah, you, it's funny, I'm sort of, we feel like I have to, we get, I have to get past people's, um, you know, expectations. One is, oh, it's going to be a documentary. It's going to be that. It's going to be a chore. Oh, it's going to be a film about someone with, you know, a terrible disease, uh, everything that comes with that. And oh, it's a celebrity movie. Oh, it's going to be that. And 
I think that, that um, and Michael Hart, who's a brilliant editor who lives in London and from Ireland, he and I just really wanted to subvert all three of those expectations and right away just, you know, snatch you and, 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 and put you on this unexpected journey. Oh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you did. Um, I, I'd love to ask uh, for the listeners just to maybe give the film some context. How did how did you first become involved in this film? When did you first talk to Michael? And, uh, you know, did, did you go into this, you know, with a, a film in mind? Or did the film come out of a, you know, sort of a, a, a chance meeting? Well, I had, um, it was in the middle of COVID. I was with my family and I was depressed. I can finally say it two years later. I look back and say, wow, that was the behavior of a very depressed man. I would sit in the dark on a couch while my family was eating dinner. And um, long story, there's much more to say there, but um, I read an article where he talked about his Parkinson's and his writing was so good. It was so funny, but also wise, that I ordered his books and then I listened to his books. And the way he tells the stories is so appealing and funny and, um, and it, it spoke to me. And so I just thought, wouldn't it be great to do something completely different, you know, to find, rediscover my joy of filmmaking and storytelling and take myself on a wild ride. I think, and I mean, what a, what, there couldn't really be a better collaborator than Michael J. Fox, you know, such a compelling performer and a beloved, uh, but who we haven't you know, seen on screen, um, you know, for, for such a long time. Um, it was just like that movie star charisma really comes across in this film, but it doesn't feel like it's sugarcoated. You know, he's speaking from the heart and I think you really capture what Michael's saying on camera, uh, whether it be sort of his, his pieces to camera or when you're following him around with, with the camera crew. Well, there's, there's two things that often happen in movies about people with, with a disease or an illness or is there's one is like, oh, the film's gonna, you know, be pitying, aren't they? What you're really saying is, aren't they pathetic deep in your stuff? You know, and I have friends who say, I'm bringing my box of tissues. And the other version of it is the cliche is, aren't they heroic and noble? And I think Michael J. Fox, I know that Michael J. Fox knows this, that you know, he wants to be seen as something completely unique in himself. Um, uh, he is a often flawed, always humorous, and he's acquired this kind of uh, wisdom, this almost home home style wisdom from his experience that came with Parkinson's. But he's not going to be put in a box as like pitiful or even heroic. You know, <laughs> I. He says, I'm a cockroach and I've been through a lot of stuff. And I go, you can't kill a cockroach. He goes, you can't kill a cockroach. <laughs> That's in the first two minutes of the movie. And I just love that attitude that he has. Let's go somewhere new. See worlds we've never seen before so that we can feel inspired. Whether you're sitting in a cinema or in one of our cars, inspiration comes when we feel something new. That's why our electrified range is designed to take you on inspiring journeys. Kia, proud supporter of independent cinema. Kia, movement that inspires. I think it puts the, not necessarily puts the audience at ease, but it kind of eases them into the story and you get a sense with, with things like that, you know, 
what type of film this is going to be. It's not going to be either of the films you've described. It's it's this is definitely its own its own you know piece of art and 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 I I think it does really give Michael J. Fox a chance to shine on on screen. Uh, and I think with the interview sections, your chemistry comes across. You know, not that you're necessarily on screen, but you sort of hear him answering some questions or some prompts, and it's such a good idea to keep those in. Yeah, I, I well I, I poke him a lot. <laughs> You know, and uh, and uh, you got to hear the you got to hear it's it's unfair to not hear the poke, you know, but you know I was ble- I was I was blessed with two Michaels on this movie, so you know Michael J. Fox is, so you know even he's older now, you know it's it's, a, it's a, at first it's it's a bit shocking to see his condition, but there's a there's a twinkle in his eye. Mm. And he's funny and, and there's a wisdom. And then there's Michael Hart, the editor, who um, who brought things to this movie that I could never have imagined. You know, and he is the, the uber fan, like knows every movie, but and but also just wildly creative in the his use of integrating Michael J. Fox's movies as a way to serve strangely as past history and archive. And this movie would be completely different if, if Michael Hart wasn't involved. So I, I, I was thinking last night, I was like, God, I was blessed with two Michaels on this movie. <laughs> oh, that's good to hear. Yeah, I mean, the um, the way the film is put together and you know, even like things like the timing, you know, it's it's really snappy and it moves along and, and, and it, say, it, it takes the audience on a, on a genuine journey. And, and, you know, a lot of that's down to the editing. So um, definitely appreciate that. Uh, I, I was wondering... Think, I don't think people understand um, in any documentary how crucial the editor is in, mm. in, in, you know, feature movies, sometimes the writer is, is celebrated as like, but, but, but not as often as they should be, but editors are both editor, but also writer, you know, storyteller and, and very much like partner. Absolutely. I, I often find when talking about documentary, people don't, you know, sort of like appreciate the structure, you know, this is a, it's a film with three acts, you know, it does take the audience on an emotional journey. We do feel satisfied when the credits roll and it's all the same craft you might see in a fiction feature, but because it's documentary, it's sort of obscured somehow. Um, so definitely appreciate that. I mean, in terms of the cinema, you know, credits, you've got John Powell on music duties as well. Like, you know, this feels like a, a, a big feature film. <laughs> yeah, so John Powell is, a, is his first documentary. He's known oh. for How to Train Your Dragon, Born Identity, Happy Feet. And 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 uh, and when I pitched this to Apple TV Plus, I was like, I want to take people on a wild ride. I want a big music, Guns and Roses, Beastie Boys, and a, and a and a and a big score. And uh, I just saw John Powell last night. There was a, an event for composers, and he goes, "If I had known what I was getting into, I, I probably would have said no." <laughs> it, was, it was a big, it was a big job. I mean, it was mm. like, and the music is is stunning. The music is 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 as beautiful music as I've heard for any movie. Absolutely. When the when the credits rolled, I I because I was enjoying the music all the way through, and then I saw his name. I was like, Oh my god! <laughs> like How to yeah. Drain My Dragon is one of my favorite scores, but his credits, you know, fellow in- Englishman as well, John Powell, but his credits go uh, <laughs> go well well beyond that. <laughs> yeah, I. Um, it's funny when you make documentaries, you get really good at begging. <laughs> and I got to say, Oh, you know, have you ever done a documentary? Would you please, you know, like if you know, it's it's you know, it's like you you appeal to their sense of like. Um, Charity, and uh, I don't. I honestly, he he talked last night. He's like, it was thirty nine minutes of music, it took me five five months 
And, uh, and I have to dig myself out of debt having worked on this little documentary. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, John. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anybody, I mean, wonderful. I really, the score is, the score is stunning. It's a beautiful piece of work. No, hundred hundred percent agree there. Just sort of talking about the editing and, and the material. Often you hear, you know, documentaries sort of do shoot a lot of material, and and I'm always impressed with, you know, how how it is put together and refined down to a you know just over ninety minute you know sort of duration. How long how long were you shooting with Michael on on this film? Not as much as you would imagine. Uh, that one interview I do seven days, but over a year. But we would just you know edit for a couple of days, shoot for a couple of days, edit for a couple of months, go back, you know, the doctor's office, the therapy scenes, the scenes of this family, I'm guessing like 20 days, which oh, wow. for documentaries, not that much, but also very targeted, you know, very, um, and we, Michael Hart and I did something very unique, which is at the beginning, we just cut his audiobooks without picture. And so before we even shot a frame of footage, we had a structure in mind. Uh, because that stru the structure of this movie is very complex because mm. it interweaves the past story and the present story. And instead of shooting the, the scripted stuff, we just storyboarded it. And so we put that on and then Michael started putting in his movies. So there's a lot to cut before we even shot anything. It's incredible um, to have that material. Incredible. And, but also to have, a, to have a, a big idea of the narrative before you start working is, is really a lot of documentaries like I, I talk about like they're fishing expeditions. You, you go off and you're just like shoot a bunch of stuff, and if you catch a fish, you know, you're surprised at what you caught. Or you know, and here we were, we really had a, a strong idea of where we, we were surprised many, many times. And Michael was surprising, and his family was surprising, and new footage was surprising. But we did have an overall, you know, uh, structure to it, which I think held held, uh, which was which was. And um, and Michael Hart did a wonderful job weaving those the past and present so that it felt even though you know you jump thirty years they feel like they're they're thematically connected. That's really interesting. You know, shooting for, with Michael for you know that duration and in those different interviews, did um did did your relationship with Michael change during the interviews? Were you able to sort of prod deeper or? As, as you went along or, or was he kind of you know quite upfront from day one he was always open it's like i've never encountered a subject of a movie and maybe because it's, he's got parkinson's and he's got nothing to hide you know <laughs> he's you know he's not he's not protecting this pristine image uh but at the end we 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 saw the movie at the end very close to the end and, and we had a good cut but there was something missing and I went back for one more day of shooting. And that's the day where you see me confront him and say, you know, I've, I've talked to you for hours and hours and hours, but you never once talk about your pain. And he sits there quietly and looks in the camera and he goes, I'm in a tremendous amount of pain. And I said, so why don't you bring it up? He goes, I'm not gonna lead with it. it. Didn't come up, you know? And that same day, uh, he's with his physical therapist. And in that year, since the first physical therapist scene, he's broken two shoulders, he's broken his wrist, he had pins put in his hand, he, he broke the cheek, the bones in his cheek had pins put in there. He's in the emergency room at least six times for extended periods of time. But the guy never, never wants to complain. 
And so there was that critical moment where I felt like I was avoiding asking him. <laughs> mm. And I felt like I, it was, I sort of had to go back and ask that question, that it, that it was uncomfortable for me to ask. Wow. Yeah, that was really, you know, sort of puts everything into perspective when you sort of see him sometimes fall over and see him in the hospital and you just see how many injuries, you know, he sustained in in this period, you know, and, and just how robust he is. I know we need to wrap up soon, but I was wondering as we're, you know, about to open uh, still in, in movie theaters, I was wondering, this film had its world premiere, I think, at the Sundance Film Festival. What was it like actually sharing this film with an audience? You know, it's been with you for such a long time. You've had this very intimate connection with Michael J. Fox, but it is now out there, you know, for audiences to enjoy in big rooms together. <laughs> it's, there's nothing like watching any movie in a big room, in a theater with people. I think this one, especially, there's something about it's something we've really lost, I think, because of the pandemic. You know, uh, the fabric has of our lives have been has been torn, and and uh, and we've let go of certain things. Some of those things, you know, commuting three hours to work, that's I, I, we don't have to come back to that. But going into a theater and watching a story together, and sharing something like this, especially a figure that's been in our lives for so long, Michael J. Fox, that's really special. So, you know, we were at Sundance, we were at South by Southwest. I was in Copenhagen, I was in San Francisco and Chicago and Boston or Toronto. On and on and on. I, I've been in New York, we had a huge screening um, with a thousand people. The overwhelming, there is just something, it's something very joyous. There's tons of laughter. There's a few tears, but there's a lot of laughter and joy in this movie. And, and it's, it's there's, I love the idea of people seeing it together. In, in, a, in a proper theater. I 100% agree. And, maybe a, and, and hopefully a picture house theater. <laughs> Almost definitely at a picture house cinema. Absolutely. I think when I watched it, I watched it with some colleagues and afterwards we were all talking about our favorite Michael J. Fox movies or TV shows or sort of memories. And, and it was a really nice conversation starter. You know, it stayed with me in yeah. the foyer afterwards, on the way home and, and, and well beyond. So um, thank you so much for this film, uh, Davis. And thank you for talking to us today. Thanks, Sam. I, I'm hoping to come to the UK to, to see it in the theater there too. So again, oh, nice. with the police and uh, and uh, thank you for, for 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 selecting our movie. No worries at all. Uh, if you're ever in the UK, pop by one of our theaters. We'll be happy to uh, happy to set something up. Uh, thanks, Davis. All right, Sam. Thank you. <laughs> see you later, guys. Thank you. Bye -bye.